Mindset Madness. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Boy, what a special day today is. As you can see, we are, uh, we are somewhere different. We are somewhere special. We're at Alex Darugar's house. Okay, Alex, say hello. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Alex and I have been working together for a decade now. Mm. He, he emerged as a, a little new baby real estate agent on our team. I was a baby. You were just fresh. And, uh, and here we are a decade later. Um, a straight killer. He's experienced pretty much everything in real estate. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's been one hell of a journey. Oh, yeah, man. So we were talking and we we're like, hey, what, you know, we want to start driving. We want to start delivering some real information to real people. And we really figured that what, what better place to start than in the beginning? And for both of us, that was, you know, ultimately starting in real estate. Yeah. You know, the beginning of our career. And there's so many people out there that I think have thought about jumping into real estate, whether it be part-time, whether it be full-time. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy how many people I've just talked to in general that's like, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about getting my real estate license oh, and, yeah. and such. So we thought, well, what better way to kick this off than kind of talk to you about some of our experiences, um, some mistakes, um, and, and, and the things that we ultimately, in retrospect, feel contributed greatly to our path um, and success because we're now killing it. Yep. So um, real estate is a crazy thing just because I think the idea of real estate before you know what it is is something totally different. Like a lot of things, but I think a lot of people feel like, you know what, I, I don't want to start a business. I don't. I want to just do something maybe that's easier. I always see these uh, these realtors chumming around in Tommy Bahama shorts and <laughs> you know flip flops and just doing nothing. And 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 that's what I want to do. And and it's not the case at all. And it's it's one of those things that it's it's you're running a business. You're starting a business. I think I lied to myself a little bit. I don't know if you did, where you might have sugarcoated things in your own head to say, oh, it's going to be a lot easier. I mean, I didn't really know what the hell I was getting into, to be honest with you, man. I mean, I started young, and my image of real estate then was the 2008 crash. <sighs> that, that was my image. I never grew up with... I lived in the house that my parents owned since I was born, so I never saw them buy or sell real estate. Interesting, okay. And then my one time I see them sell real estate is a foreclosure in 2008. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Dude. So like that's that was my perception, man. And that was I was 18 years old, dude. Yeah. So when you started, you were you were going to ASU. Yeah. Why don't you take us through that journey? Oh, yeah. Like So um, when I started, I I was a business major at ASU and I had to do a, uh, what's it called, uh, internship, okay? And um, I was having one hell of a time finding a good internship. And uh, I went to my counselor one day and she was like, hey, why haven't you signed up for your internship? All this bull, blah, 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 bullshit. And I was like, I'm just not finding like a good match, like a good one. Like, you know, I do interviews, they don't call me back, blah, 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 all this type of stuff. So she said, hey, I've got this one guy. He came into my office. He's looking for an intern. It's a real estate company. I've never thought about getting into real estate. I was like, well, I'm doing a class in real estate. Like, so, like, what the hell? 
my teacher at ASU was this honky-tonk, like, cowboy boot, like. Land lizard. Yeah, like, he was like, I sold 10 acres, blah, blah. I did not know what the hell I was getting into. I was like, shit, man, I, I guess, like, I'll try it out. So I called you, and, like, you know, from there, it was history, man. I, I remember I met you up in a, in a restaurant in Scottsdale, and, of course, it was you, man. You were, like, motivated as hell, passionate as anything. I remember. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to do this. Let's do it. What I do remember. I got to do? Where do I sign up? You walked in so quiet. <laughs> you rolled in. He was all, you, you had a suit on. You had a, you had a tie. A yeah, on? you had a tie. Like, I mean, you almost look like a waiter. Like, yeah, a really nice I probably did. Was like, you know how suits look yeah. like in college. And you didn't know how to dress. You, yeah. Naturally, you still look young, but at that point in time, you look still you looked like a baby. Oh, I was a baby, man. But uh, I was I was twenty years old. I yeah. could tell at that point you were serious. Yeah, for sure. And so, looking back on that that decision, it was kind of almost serendipitous, where you had like multiple things kind of happen in your life to say, hey, real estate is a direction where you, you know, you happen to have this class mm-hmm. in real estate at the same time, you know, your intern opportunity came Yeah, up. for sure. And so, so that's super interesting. And then, like you said, you, your, your only history in real estate is pretty negative. You know what I mean? It's something from seeing your parents go through struggles where so many of us, so many, especially our generation, mm-hmm. I'm on the older side of the millennials. You're representing the younger side of them. Yeah. Um, but your side definitely saw it. And we even said, like, I think a lot of people almost kind of suffered some PTSD from that. Um, yeah, it was, it was a traumatic and, experience for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and it's probably a, a really good reason why a lot of millennials didn't jump into buying homes younger, as you're only seeing them really emerging now as they're later in the game and, and, and buying real estate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that, that very much contributed. It's super interesting. I, uh, I had no idea either. And I remember it, it was one of those things. I didn't go, I didn't go to college, which you going to college – is very unique, mm-hmm. um, especially how you emerged right from college, already engaged in real estate. Yeah. Now, I've met people that went and got engineering degrees or so on and so forth, spent a few years doing it, saying, this is just not what I want to do, For and then sure. they go into real estate. Yeah. It's very rare to find someone emerging from school to jump into something like this. And and one of the things that I like even in thinking about is like, you, you know you have college bills that are going to be your tuition bill. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like, you know, so that was even more like jumping into a straight commission gig. This isn't a salary gig. Yeah. You know, this is, this is. Yeah. Well, you know, um, not a lot of people remember, but like in 2011 to, to like 2013, a lot of kids were having um, issues getting jobs right out of college then. Yeah. I think it was, it was really screwed up. So I was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta give this, everything I got because I'm the, one of the lucky ones that got a job right out of college. And I was like, I got to give this a go. And I got I to gotta work hard because, you know, I, I knew the, the ceiling was glass, you know. I knew I could make something out of it. As hard as I could, I could make something out of it. But at the same time, I was like, shit, I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is nice. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting time, man. It was an interesting time. The, the, the cool thing that you're saying, too, is like, what you just said there and this is one of the most appealing things that to me with real estate was Mm -hmm. you said at the ceiling 
the ceiling of glass, something that, you know, you can reach as high as you can reach and you're not going to be pretty much kept down by whether it's corporate structure, corporate politics, all that stuff that you got to deal with when you're navigating a regular job. Oh yeah. And that was my, my calling. And ever since I was young, I kind of think I knew that I wanted to be self-employed. My, I, I grew up in a, in self-employment. I think you did too. Your parents yeah. are restaurant okay, owners. So yeah, you yeah. grind the hardest yep. self-employment. Oh yeah. So it, it was always there. Um, I did not go to school. Um, I, I mean, I scholastically was just, I mean, it was never one of my things where I just really <laughs> felt comfortable going to school. It was, it was very difficult being ADHD. You know, I freaking it totally makes sense now. Um, but I, when I moved out here at 18 years old from New Hampshire, it was like, all right, what are we doing with our life? Originally, I was like, I'm going to be a cook. I worked at the Olive Garden, and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And then I quickly realized this is not what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, super hard job, thankless, got a real good dose of the public being a waiter and then oh, working yeah. in the back as a kitchen. Bottomless, uh, what's it called, on, breadstick oh, nights? Oh, God, I ate so many of those. <laughs> Yeah, and now I understand being like freaking having gluten allergies why I felt like shit all day and dairy because I would dip them in the Alfredo sauce. <laughs> you know, these guys are going to pay me eight bucks an hour. I'm going to eat $40 worth of freaking breadsticks. Um, so then, I, you know, I moved out here with that as kind of like a goal, but then ended up having an opportunity fall where we got a job at a call center. And, you know, we're talking straight up, have to wear a tie to work. Um, and we're going in here and we're doing the grind on the phones. And it was collections. Collections is a, a unique skill set. And I'm very thankful because it, it's, the, it's pretty much the foundation of sales. And a lot of people are like, what the hell does collections have to do with sales? Well, you're ultimately getting someone, you're selling someone to maybe not put food on the table and pay the bill that it's <laughs> yeah. due. So there, there's, there's a lot of really reading people through the phone, their situation, and really kind of problem solving and steering them in the direction you want, which is ultimately sales. Um, I ended up kicking ass at it, natural, loved it, became a manager. Um, I wasn't even 21 yet, and I had, you know, I think it was pretty close to 30 people underneath me running a repossession department, all this stuff. But I quickly realized to get to that, they, they I mean, it was corporate. And they knew that I was young, and they were manipulating me. So I was like, hey, we're going to put you on this salary. I remember, because I didn't know anything at that point. I moved out here from New Hampshire, and they're like, we're going to move you from $12 an hour, which I thought was a lot of money, to we're going to give you a salary of $26,000. And I remember <laughs> thinking, we're fucking rich. I made it. Twenty-six <laughs> grand. You know? And then I started doing the math as I was there grinding for 10 hours a day. And I realized quickly that now I'm making like 11 bucks an hour because <laughs> I'm working more hours than I was before. But anyways, to get to the next position was to become, uh, you know, a general manager. And in order to do that, they're like, you know, you're going to have to go to school. You're going to have to get a bachelor's degree. And I was like, whoa. Like, I'm already doing the job of these managers, yep. and these guys have degrees, and so I'm going to have to go backwards, spend all this money and time to do what this guy's doing, which is not really – it was just the biggest eye-opener that, like, this is not the right path. I need something that I can kind of be in control of myself. Higher education isn't going to be – isn't going to stop me from – making money, finding success, finding passion. I got to pick an industry. Oh, yeah. And at that point in time, I just quickly thought, 
you know what I mean? I was 20, I was 21 years old. And it was like, all right, I could be a car salesman. I could be a mortgage, I could do mortgages. Um, I had a, a, a family member that was involved in the mortgage industry, so I kind of knew of that. And then I met someone through there that said that they were a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And I, it always kind of stuck in the back of my head, real estate agent. And the next thing that I was thinking of is like, well, I know a lot of people, and I think this is to anyone that's listening that's considering getting into real estate. It's like, first off, like, are you, do you have a, a sphere? Do you, do you know a lot of people? Are you social? I mean, because that's going to directly apply to your business. Oh, and yeah. I think that's any business that you're going to start. You're like, who am I going to sell to? Yeah. And, and I quickly was like, whoa, I know a lot of people that are my age that are going to be buying homes. And guess what? I don't know one real estate agent. And I don't think they do either. I've never heard someone say, hey, this is my friend John, and he's a real estate agent. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is making sense. So it was kind of like, all right, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, uh, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Now, of course, when just like you, when you're like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this decision. This is what I'm going to do. It's like you, you go through the waves of almost like any real estate cycle. You're like, all right, I'm going to yeah. do this. I'm excited. I'm going to know the rest of my life. Well, yeah, you, when, you, when you first start out, like you're, you're plotting it. You're like, okay, like this is going to be easy. They're just going to come to you and be like, oh, you're a real estate agent. I'm going to use you. I'm going to sell a bunch of a shitload of homes. It's like, come on, man. Like we started when we were, what, 21, 22 years old? Yeah, we were, you were the same. We were the same age. You were younger than me. Yeah. So, I, didn't, I didn't own a fucking house. No and, <laughs> no, and then when you stop and think about it, yeah. who's going to trust you? you know, I mean, exactly. real estate is pretty much the largest purchase that most people make in their life. Exactly. So are you going to trust a 19 year old with the biggest purchase of your life that just started yeah these are the things you don't think about when you start oh yeah but you quickly realize yeah so when i started growing this beard <laughs> i can't do it I, <laughs> he couldn't do it know, he had to look I, like a baby I got, like patches coming through <laughs> yeah they wouldn't they'd probably like are you selling trailers you know what i mean um feed <laughs> yeah um so but Looking back on that, and I know a lot of people are soul searching and kind of saying, hey, real estate, you know, w would this answer some questions for me? And I think the, big, the biggest thing is like, just be truthful to yourself. Oh, yeah. and, and it sounds like you were, I know I was, because it was like, all right, right off the bat, it's not like, hey, I'm just going to go sell real estate and I'm just going to jump into this and there's some magic pill. For sure. You then say, okay, well, what do I need to do to push forward? Yeah. And obviously... You have to you have to go to school. You have mm -hmm. to complete um, a, each state's different. In Arizona, it was ninety class hours, and you mm -hmm. got to pass a test. And uh, state and national, a state and national test. And oh shit, I remember being like, "Damn, dude, I, I I'm terrible at tests. That's why I'm not going to school." I was so scared. And and then you you're, you're like also then you're you're now in this zone of like I'm going to sell real estate. So your head's thinking about selling real estate. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what. Selling real estate and preparing to pass the real estate test. Yes, so different. Two totally, totally, totally Damn, man. different sides of your brain, things to focus on, terminology, everything. So that being said, like my biggest piece of advice to getting going into this is kind of like if you decide this is what I want to do is is don't dilute your bandwidth with thinking too wide. Like, how am I going to get clients? What am I going to do as far as my day-to-day -day activities? How, how am I going to generate business? 
you know, I think it's good to kind of maybe read a book like mine was the the uh, the million dollar real estate agent. Keller I think Gary, Keller, Keller, Gary yeah. Keller. I think everyone reads that. I mean, should read that. It's it's amazing, but it's don't dilute your brain with all the thoughts. Just just get focused and be like, you know, what my first task is passing this test. Oh yeah, and that's it. Don't even think about anything else. Don't think about making money. Don't even think about where I'm going to go for a brokerage. Don't even think about any of that. Um, that's where your focus should be. Um, now the other side of it is, is if you know someone that's in real estate, um, it, it, it's also good to use them as a resource. Oh now, if you feel once again, that you guys are thinking about this, I, I encourage anyone just to shoot us a text, um, email, message us, whatever, whatever platform you're listening to this on, just go ahead and even put a comment on and we respond and kind of give you some guidance on the best way to go about that. Things have dramatically changed now from, you know, 20 years ago. It's hard to say when I got my real estate license and even, you know, almost oh, yeah. 10 years even ago from me, when you got man. it. Yeah. Everything's online now. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and there's just there's different ways to go about and, and to do it more organized. So, you know, flipping back to that, it was it was daunting. Oh, yeah. And now when you were preparing mentally to go in and say, hey, I'm going to be a real estate agent, like what did you think about like what do I need to do to prepare for that? Did you even have those thoughts? Or I, I mean, the good thing is, is that I had you. Um, oh. <laughs> no, well, that's the yeah. thing. Like I didn't know what, what the hell to start because when I started as an intern, okay, you, you – I was – I told you my expertise from the bat and I didn't lie to you and I was like – I don't know shit about sales, but hey, I can, I'm good at graphic design. I'm good at marketing. I like doing advertisement, all this type of stuff. I will do as much as I can for that. And then, you know, and then you were like, you know, I'll, I'll hone your skills with other, I'll, I'll hone you other skills for you and all that type of stuff. So I was like, okay, that's perfect. Um, so, you know, obviously when I was an intern, I was, I was around you. I was around all, all the other agents that were on the team at that time. Um, so I was, I was starting to, understand what you guys were doing on the day-to-day while yeah. I was doing my day-to-day work, you know? Um, so I started to understand that. A lot of, obviously, lead generation, a lot of massaging your sphere, and what do we mean by sphere is your your family and your friends, um, coworkers, blah, 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 all that type of stuff. Um, and, and I started to understand that, but at the same time, like, I was I was clueless because this was my, my first first job i mean my job before that was was chilies you know just like you know yeah <laughs> you know i was in college i worked at chilies to go you know yeah so you know i didn't i didn't know anything about you know um you know conversating with with people in that sort of way yeah you know i didn't know really much about business or or real estate or homes in general you yeah, know you had straight 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 restaurant exactly back. we're probably working with your parents as a kid yeah, um, I knew how to cook. I knew how to uh, cook cook better than I could sell real estate at that time. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Ladies. joking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but literally, so like the thing that I leaned on with you for for guidance, and you were like, dude, like you need to learn houses, you need to learn homes, you need to learn the market before you can dive in, because it, there is no way. I'm going to tell you guys right now, there's no way. You can dive into real estate and expect to sell a house 
before knowing homes, before knowing the market, before knowing any. There's no way you're going to. I don't know who's going to trust you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, maybe your family member. I don't know. But you, the way I learned that was from from rentals. And that's and that's <laughs> yeah. You learn you learn to sharpen your teeth on 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 items that aren't going to potentially cost you your reputation. Oh yeah. Cost the client or the lead. You know. We'll say enough to give you a bad review. You don't. Yeah, you don't well, really sure. want to do that. But at the same time, there is a point where you're just going to have to jump in this pool and learn how to swim. Absolutely. So, going back to all that, I, I, I remember, kind of saying like, for instance, I, I didn't, I didn't have. It was a total different situation. Yeah. Where you kind of came in as the intern. It was like, all right, you saw what was going on. You were immersed. You saw what the potential was. You oh, yeah. saw the process. You knew that you had the support. So there was a little bit of, you know, confidence that was naturally there. Oh, yeah. Um, then you, you proceeded with the test, and you did all that. And yeah, the test was easy for me yeah. because I was, I, was, I was in college. So, so I was, I was boom, yeah. I remember I think that. I, I was yeah. pissed. This guy, how, many, how many tries did it take you to pass? Uh, one try. Yeah, you. one try. Oh, no, or maybe I, um, I passed national the first time, and I didn't School pass test. state. By one question, I, I was supposed to get, you're supposed to get 80% or 70%, and I got like 79%. How about the school? Yeah. What, what about the school test? You know, oh, you the school test was easy, yeah. You did that, that one first was, try? Yeah, first try, yeah. This guy, right? But it I, took me. I was me... fresh out of, out of, I was still in college. Like, I was taking tests every other week. Yeah, so, so your brain like, was you know, programmed yeah, for it. Studying and all that shit, and then. It took me five. Yeah. Five tries. You want to know what, dude? I knew right <laughs> off the bat. I, well, I knew that. Uh, there, I mean, in the way that they do the test here is like you go in, you're all jazzed, you're excited, you think you're good, and they're going to say, all right, first time people, raise your hand, and they pass out the first time test. You know, I'm thinking, oh, great. At this time, I was still working full time. Yeah. I had no idea what I was getting into. I wasn't in real estate. I was still doing collections. I had no idea. So here I am trying to create flashcards and study in my off time and, and do this test. And I remember even thinking like, oh, the math portion of it, it represents 25% of the test. I don't really need to know that because I need to get a 75. So even if I, and so I did all these things that were just so dumb in hindsight. But I remember I was just, I, I wasn't focused. I was hungry, but I wasn't realistic. And so sure enough, I bombed. I got like a, I think I got like a 51 the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then I went and studied again. And you go back and they're like, all right, first time, second time takers. All right, I raised my hand with all these second time people. And uh, I got like a 42. I went backwards. Wasn't there like a, a cushion period before you could take the test again? No, with the Nothing. school test. Okay. So the school test, you could take it, like you could literally go every week. Oh, okay. Because okay, okay, they were okay. just prepping you for the national portion. And that's what you want to do. You want to make sure that when you're doing this, if you decide to go into real estate, is make sure that you find a course that's, that's going to be comprehensive and make sure that you're confident. Because there's no cost. It's just included with the course to take that test. When you go and take the national and the, and the state portion, it's $75 a whack on each of those. So it's like yeah, 150 It's probably more how, than that now. It's it probably 200 bucks. So you don't want to be paying money for that. So Especially as a broke college kid. You yeah. passed the first so, time. <laughs> so that's why you know it's, it's super important. And so 
And then the way that they did it is, I found out later, someone told me, is they make the second one like the hardest test possible. So if you do get the first, you take the second, and like the, the, the amount of people that actually passed on the second try is way lower than the first because mm-hmm. they make the second test super hard. Yeah. So here I go. I'm like, now I was defeated after that. I'm like, I stayed up all night. I was studying, and I did worse. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, fast forward all the way till like, I remember the fourth time I went in and now you're raising your hand fourth time people. And you're like with like one other person and everyone's <laughs> looking at you like, who are these jokers? And you know, you're these thinking, guys aren't going to make it. Yeah. You're thinking <laughs> how freaking terrible this is. And, and that one was really close. I remember I was like 70 something. I was like a one or two off. And then sure enough, fifth time's a charm, baby. And, Man. uh, I passed, I was super stoked. And, uh, but the thing that, I say about that is it's funny because there was another gentleman that ended up going to the same brokerage that he passed the test the first try with you. But this dude had no personality. Yeah. And when we got into real estate, it was like, you know, it, it's, it's two different things. Once again, test taking, I got, it took me five tries. I, it was miserable long time. But I was in real estate not even two months, and I had two homes under contract. I was, like, one of the top producing it. So it's, like, it's two different sides oh, yeah. of what you do. And same with this other guy. I remember he was, like, thinking he was all top dog because he passed it on first try. And I could even tell when we were hanging out before fingerprint phase that he was the dog, and he was he was good. And, and then, of course, when the pavement – I mean, when the rubber hit the pavement, it was, like it's – a, it's a totally different thing. Yeah, that, that – <laughs> The vocabulary, the flashcards, all of that. I mean, it's it's not it's not real real estate. It's not real experience that you're gonna you're gonna see every single day doing this job. Um, you know, if you want to know what real estate school is like, it's 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 a school test. I mean, it's it's fill in the blank. It's choosing four options. It's it's nothing. It's not negotiation. Oh, it's none of that stuff. You know what the funny thing is? Funniest thing is is that the contract class is like the least one that they get into whereas like the vocabulary and all that type of stuff yeah takes up like 89 yeah Yeah, water rights you live in the freaking desert and i'm learning two days on navigable water rights and all this oh it's hilarious and i'm going i haven't even seen water in like Two months. Yeah, like, the, the water I say is in the backyard of my pool. Yeah. But it's like, but then that's, that takes up 89 of like the 90 hours and then the last hour is contracts. <laughs> and it's like, they should have made the whole test about the purchase contract, the whole 90 hours about the purchase yeah. contract. Right? But this is, I, mean, I get it. They, yeah. they, they got to they gotta weed out because everyone will go get their real estate license. They already do, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's necessary. It is ne- it's a tough course, test, but it's necessary. Um, yeah. So, you know, to this point where we're at, I think, you know, once again, if you're really considering it, I'd say do it. Now, this is my advice to everyone. After I was going through and taking this real estate test, I mean, this class going through it, it really did open my eyes, though, that how vast the real estate industry was. Mm-hmm. Like, it was cool. And they were going through and talking about case laws. And they were just talking about, you know, the professors that were giving their own the instructors. They're not professors. But mm-hmm. the instructors giving, you know, they're, they're, most of them were seasoned agents at some point. So they're telling stories. Um, and you're starting to quickly realize how many different areas of real estate could generate income. It's not just being a real estate oh, agent. Yeah. 
selling homes. There's the rental side of it. There's all the ancillary support systems that go in. Like as far as if even you want to be a photograph, someone, a photographer that was going in to take, do media of, of things. Then you start learning about like um, all the tax auctions and mm -hmm. all those things that, that coincide with real estate and, and foreclosures and how that pro and you're, it was, it just, I remember feeling like even if this doesn't work out, I've learned so much that I'm going to be able to apply this and I'm not feeling bad one bit by spending the $400 on this class oh, yeah. and the, the time that it took to go there. So that's where I would even say like to people that are thinking, Hey, like I'm just looking to expand my brain and I'm just looking to maybe do something on the side or do something different or just shake things up a little bit. Like I, I would firmly say, go, go take your real estate course, um, whatever state you're in. Um, it's, it is, is very, very eye opening. Um, and I think it, 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 in any mature adult's life, most of them, you're going to end up buying real estate at some point. Oh, yeah. So to kind of go into that knowing, hey, I kind of remember this. Sometimes knowing just a little bit of something can cause you more shit than <laughs> knowing nothing. But in this case, I, I think it would be applicable. Now, it, to what you were saying is, is, is aligning yourself with someone right, right from the get-go is important. And it's interesting us having this conversation because we were able to really see like what your experiences and how it was and then what my experience and how mm. it was and how I, I, I walked, I remember walking out of that class after I passed the test, it was like, okay, now I need to find a brokerage. Yeah. And at this point in time, like the internet wasn't even zoom and this was in 2004. So like, I'm like going through like a real estate book yeah, and like yellow book of real yeah, estate and like conveniently picking like, who am I going to go interview? And they're telling you all this stuff. And then, you know, you're thinking like, well, am I going to find someone that has cheap commission splits or high commission splits? And I had no one telling me, Hey dude, don't worry about commission splits. Worry about getting trained. Yeah. Worry um, about your mental. Life. Yeah. And, and, and that, that I kind of, I ended up going with the mentor that taught me everything. That's a whole other stories. And it, it worked out for me um, how that went. But I look back on it and saying, who I could have done things a lot more. We'll say um, confidently and, and protecting my investment mm -hmm. where like you did it, you protected your investment. Oh yeah. And your investment was this time, this focus, this passion, and, and ultimately the stage of your life. When you're going to really say in your early twenties, like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. You only get so many shots at it like that to really say, okay, I'm 20. I got no kids. I got no obligation. I have no one really breathing down my throat. I can really take a swing at something here. Um, so doing it your route, like, uh, and that's where I, I would firmly, firmly press anyone that's considering in, in real estate to go that route, to, to reach out, to find a mentor, to, to ask those questions, to make sure that you're going in the right path. Um, Cause there's going to be probably many questions like I had and I couldn't even ask anyone. Mm -hmm. I remember that actually being like, fuck, I don't even know what I'm getting into. Um, and, and, and then they're, if they're good, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be telling you, Hey, don't l block out all that noise. All the other thoughts, just focus on getting through this test. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with who we're with EXP mm -hmm. and EXP is an amazing brokerage. Um, it's, here's our pitch for our brokerage. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a virtual based, which, I've done brick and mortar and this, the virtual base setting in today's time, especially coming out of COVID and the fact that we switched to EXP and went virtual about a year before COVID happened was the 
best oh, risk yeah. and payoff we've ever taken because it For was sure. it was a big everyone's like what are you doing why are you going virtual why are you doing this and sure enough a year later, I think everyone was like, oh, my God, that was the best decision. Well, it was a beautiful yeah. thing for yeah. all of our new agents, too, yeah. because the thing is, is obviously real estate's a very personal uh, business, um, and there wasn't access to education for your regular brick-and-mortar brokerages because mm-hmm. nobody was doing face-to-face. Mm-hmm. With eXp, with the, we had the virtual um, aspect of it, so new agents could go get that education from a simple Zoom call or going into this virtual world that we have and walking into the auditorium mm-hmm. and seeing what subject was there that time to um, to learn that subject, that aspect of real estate or anything that it was. And it was it was honestly a blessing. It was ahead of it, honestly ahead of its time um, when all that stuff occurred. Absolutely, you know. And nowadays, too. You're doing everything online anyways. Most of the people that are taking their tests, most of the people are taking their courses. Yeah. You can go in physical, but they offer them online. So you're already yeah. kind of used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, today's tactic as far as like how you're structuring your business, it's all done online, virtually based. Yeah. So, but the reason that I was even saying that is, is there's so many support systems now, even within eXp. So it's like, you know that right off the bat that if, hey, I'm serious about this and I want to do it. As an EXP agent, I know that, hey, it's it's worth it for me to invest some time with you and to see what your potential is and, and, and to give you some guidance, mm-hmm. knowing that if you're joining EXP, um, there's there's there is something in it for me because it's it's you're, you mean there is revenue shares and there's 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 an incentive for me to teach you and guide you to do what you're going to do in real estate. Mm-hmm. Whereas any other brokerage, they don't really have that. They're going to be really kind of saying, well, I'm going to invest in you, but I'm going to be taking this huge split of your first transaction. And I'm going to be, you know, and then it starts to feel dirty. And I think a lot of like, especially newer agents, you get real defensive naturally. Oh, you're, yeah. you're going through the real estate course. They're talking about that whole, um, what broker you go with, your interview in the broker, you want to make sure your splits aren't high. You know that, I mean? So people really start thinking about this whole commission split. And don't do that. I can tell you, try to get that out of your head. Obviously, protect yourself, go down the right path. But try not to put that on the forefront. Learn first. Yeah, it's all about experience first. Yeah, absolutely. And then, because then if you're not, you ultimately are, you're literally, you're you're tripping over dollars chasing dimes. Mm-hmm. You're literally saying, oh, you're going to take 30, 40%. And you know what? I can go to this brokerage that's going to 100%. Well, 100%, you get nothing. They're not going to give you any support. They're not going <laughs> to care. Nothing, you know, um, and, and that's what's, you know, that's once again, that's what I think is kind of cool with EXP because it's like, hey, we can get started. And we know that even if you join and you jump on and you, you start going, we're, we're partners. We're business partners right from the get-go. Um, and you see that from us or someone in EXP kind of right from the get-go where anyone else you're going to, you'll end up feeling like, do they really care? Um, they're going to be looking at only a portion of your life and how quick you might be taking the test and how engaged you might be in all these things and, and judge you on that um, and then quickly back off where I feel like with this program, it's kind of like, you know what? We're going to give you an answer to the questions that you want. I know that once you come forward, we're going to be starting a, a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that the beautiful thing about that is, is it also translates to you. So if you're a new agent and you're like, hey, 
I got some buddies or I know someone in a different state, different part of the country now, I mean world, because it's worldwide. You can literally then say, hey, I just did this and walk them through the process and they would be in your downline. Mm -hmm. And that's what's ultimately is when you have agents below you that sign up, it's like your downline. And you do take a small piece of, of, their, of, their, um, of their commission um, from their splits, not like it's, it's additional, um, which makes the program beautiful. But it's just that one more like warm blanket that I feel like that, that new agent really needs to succeed. Yeah. Um, the other side of it that I think is really interesting right now, and some people are probably saying like, why, the, why are you talking about starting real estate now? Our real estate market is like in the negative, you know? <laughs> What is this guy talking about? Like, I'm not going to get rich sitting on my You're couch crashing. in this market, <laughs> crashing. No, um, it's because this is a challenging market. Yeah. Okay. This isn't a crashing market by any means. Maybe there's some parts of the country, but Phoenix, it's not crashing by any means. Um, it's slowing down. But these are the type of markets that help you create a realistic mindset of the, of the business you're creating. I've seen so many people that come in to as new realtors. It was me when I first started in 2004. That's when the first, that's the first boom that happened, mm -hmm. and it, it was literally all low hanging fruit. Yeah, I was literally running ads. This is funny in these things called newspapers. I don't know if they have those anymore. I don't know if they do. <laughs> They're like these. Yeah. So I would run ads in L.A. targeting investors, and then they would call, and it was so low hanging fruit with these leads that I could literally go pick up three and four people in a group from the airport at once drive around show 10 homes and they would each pick one and oh yeah it was insane but here you are at 22 years old making a ton of money and not working hard but not it's you're not dealing with the reality of business mm -hmm. and then boom the lights go out 2006 arizona market takes an about face takes its, its historically largest crash in its history. And we dropped 58% in one city. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was devastating. My life was turned upside down. Oh, yeah. Everything went to shit. But that was eye-opening at that age for me that I was like, whoa, I took a lot for granted. I had to remap my brain. I had to redo everything. So I know you started... In the, you started and you came in at the end of like we were just starting to recover, but just it was not yeah. easy. Yeah, and um, but at the same time, it's it's just like you said. I feel like at that time when it was recovering, it wasn't something everybody and their mother wanted to get no, into. They were skeptical. Well, they're very skeptical to get into real estate. So I think that was honestly the best time. For me to get uh -huh. into real estate. And, that, and that's what I think for most people. Mm -hmm. Like people that are people. considering right now to Absolutely. get into real estate, it's like, no, do it now when it's hard. Yeah. Because what you're doing is, is you're, you're creating realistic expectations of what this job is going to deliver and require of you to be successful. Yeah. Um, you can come in on the high all the time, and we see it right now. There's a lot of new agents that right now that things are slowing down, and they're freaking out. Yeah. Um, because they ultimately went and spent more money than they should have, and they thought that this was just going to continue, and it's yeah. not. If you're going to make this occupation a career for the next 30 to 40 years in your life, it's not always going to be in an upward trajectory. <laughs> so wh why not learn how to operate in every single sort of market? You're going to be the most successful person out in the Absolutely. industry, or, or you're going to be on the top 1% of the industry if you learn 
every single market, you're going to make a name for yourself, and you're going to know what to do when anything happens, whether we drop an inventory again, interest rates drop again, or whether interest rates go up and inventory increases again. You're going to know what to do in every single market. Yeah. Um, but like I said, this is some of the best time to get into real estate right oh, now. Absolutely. Because absolutely. like that low-hanging fruit, those people that they made their money the, the last two years, now they don't want to work hard and figure this market out. They're, they're getting out of the industry. They are. They made their money. They don't know how to make any more money in this job or, anymore. And and they're they're getting out of it. Well, and it also allows you, and I remember the feeling like if if, if things are all puffy and it's literally the leads are walking in. Yeah. And, you're in, and these deals are closing. People are, once they get a house locked up in a highly appreciating market like we were in, mm -hmm. they are not backing out. Yeah. You know, so now you're well, used yeah. to that. And now you get into markets like this where you're sometimes as a, you mean, as a realtor, you're looking out for the best interests of your client. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it and you look at your client's situation and you look at their goals and you say, you know what, I don't think, I honestly think it might be best to cancel on this and find oh, something yeah. else. If you're behind the eight ball and your mindset is like, I just need this commission and I'm not, and you're now doing this more like for yourself versus oh, your clients, gosh, yeah. you're, you're, you just please get out. And there's a lot of agents that do that. So I think that's that's one of those things that like learning in this type of market, it only makes you more prepared for the better markets. It makes you a better agent, more aware, more skeptical. Um, and you're you're put in a position to to protect your clients a lot more um, selflessly. Mm -hmm. um, and as a realtor, you I mean, we have fiduciary duty to our clients. It's against all well, you can you can literally be sued if all of a sudden you're putting your needs before someone else's and these are the type of markets that's it's scary that there's there's agents that are doing that because they are freaking out because every check does matter um which i think that kind of says a lot about mindset and sales in general mm -hmm. you know whatever job you're doing um if you don't most people that are saying hey i'm going to get into real estate are have had some sort of sales position mm -hmm. um if not that's awesome you probably don't even have any old habits and it could be amazing or it could be the biggest eye-opening um <laughs> feat you've ever or yeah adventure you've taken um might be more of a learning experience yeah yeah but but with with sales it's it's one of those things that if you're not confident in you and you're not feeling good about where you're at you're not being your best and you're not now. You're not just dis, you're disservicing your clients. You're disservicing your servicing yourself, mm -hmm. um, and you're putting yourself in this position to lie to yourself, possibly lie to your clients. Yeah. And that doesn't do anything. That's you're literally it's it's pointless. And the reason I say that is is because these markets are supportive from a mindset stance because you're not coming in and being lied to yourself, but it also kind of brings up the fact that if you're going to go into real estate, it's so important that you have a plan. You have a realistic plan. If you plan on making money the first 60 to 90 days that you're going to become a realtor, please change your, your goals. Mm -hmm. Now, not to say that that's not possible. It's very possible. Yeah, Absolutely. that's you could sell 10 homes your first, but that's, yeah. that's great. We're not planning on that. You want to plan just like any business. And a lot of, a lot of even if you go, in, you go to any real estate class online and you want to say, hey, what do I need to do to get into real estate? They don't really say, hey, treat this like a normal business. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, most startups, most businesses that you are going to run don't even turn a profit in the first year. Oh, yeah. You know, and so I think a lot of people are kind of 
they, they think that this is going to be this quick money-making thing and we're going to get this big commission and life is good. Um, and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So that being said, when you're, when you're setting this up is setting up your plan and really saying, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to treat it like I'm starting a business. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this right. I'm going to say, all right, if I have another job, how, what does it take for me to quit this job? How much money am I going to need? You know, um, how much living expense? You got to figure this out. What are your What are your expenses? And make sure you have that because if you don't have it, you're not going to have confidence. And if you don't have confidence, you're going to suck. You're going to hate your life, and you're going to not succeed. And it's and anyone that's living with you at that point, if you do have a wife and kids or anything like that, they're going to be dragged down that too. Well, people feed off of realtors' confidence, you know. And I I've I feel like the most yeah obviously the most successful people in this world, but also the most successful uh, real estate agents, they, they, they have confidence. When you can exude that confidence that, hey, I'm going to get this deal done. Hey, I'm going to make sure that um, you're going to get the best possible deal for this house. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to negotiate this, this contract properly. That's, that's, those, that's when you attract your clientele. So if you can't, if you're not operating well in your life, it's, it's going to be a hard business to be successful in. Yeah. And you won't even know where to start. Yeah, you wouldn't. And that's where it's, it gets so frustrating, where you end up having so many things to do, you block out the things you have to do, and you feel like, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. And as a new agent, emerging into a new industry, a new business, um, it, it, it can become overwhelming so quickly if you're not prepared. So that's where I would always say, hey, try to have at least you know six months to a year's worth in savings. Um, don't plan on using it. Um, but know that it's there for your confidence because um, if you plan on using it, it might set yourself up to not accelerate as quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people do that before. Um, so having that piece is huge. And then what, what that is also doing is it's, it's also setting you up to not lie to yourself. You know, you got to ask yourself, is this something that I really want? And I think a lot of people, once again, kind of look at real estate as like, hey, this get rich on the couch scheme or I'm going <laughs> to go – you know, hey, I gotta pick a, I gotta pick a freaking a job that can make a bunch of money. I'm gonna go get my real estate license, and it's it's the furthest from the truth. Oh, yeah. Furthest from the truth. So if you can have the discipline and consistency on the forefront before you actually become licensed to get your life in line as far as making sure that you have the proper reserves, you know, um, going out and telling people that this is what you're gonna do. Um, I think that that's a huge thing. That was one of the things that really helped me is I didn't, I've, I've known people that kept it quiet and they're like, I'm not going to tell anyone until I finally pass the test because I don't want that pressure. I felt like, well, if I tell people, I kind of, it holds me accountable. I don't want to be the guy that says I'm going to go do this and then doesn't do it. Oh yeah. You know, so tell them, but what you're also doing in that point too, is you're, you're, you're planting seeds for future clients mm-hmm. because now these people are going to see you persevere, push through this. They're probably going to think to themselves, maybe he is going to fail or he's silly for doing this or vice versa or she, whatever. And then all of a sudden they see you trudging through and then all of a sudden they're seeing the success. Guess what? They have more confidence in you as being their realtor than just some cold lead because they're going to be like, whoa, I saw you go through all this, this yeah. whole life's transformation. Yeah. And so you're, you're, you're really already planting seeds at that point. And that's, you'll soon see that that's what real estate is all about. Real estate is all about planting seeds and really never thinking about the now. It's all about the future. Um, 
And if you can get your mind wrapped around that and go into it with that proper mindset, oh shit, you're unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Unstoppable. And yeah, so I think that's definitely a good, a definitely a good first thing to do. Um, what else you got? What else you think? Just, just, you know, I. Um. <laughs> you know, we talked about financially preparing yourself, the, the emotional mindsets. Yeah. Um. You know, understanding the product. I think that's another thing. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of realtors are like, hey, I want to sell real estate and make a bunch of money. And then they don't know shit about the product, which yeah. is a house. And, and the thing is, is, is the product varies from state to state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that was, a, that was a funny thing moving from the East Coast to, oh, to, yeah. to, to Arizona, how, how differently homes are built. Um, and, and what the product is in, in comparison to, you know, winter weather states, to summer weather states, all this type of stuff. Um, you know, learning your product and learning your product takes some time. And if you're not an Arizona native, like you, you're not going to know how these homes are built. And, and, and I think that was a big thing about why I did rentals, a, a good amount of rentals that first year is because I didn't know crap around about the product. That's that's why I, I I walked a lot of properties. I previewed a lot of homes. I went and went with homes with Katie, and Katie would walk around and be like, "This is a waterfall uh, flash," um, you know, like this 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 is a, a popcorn this is ceiling, a popcorn ceilings, <laughs> like all these type of things, like bull nose of this and like all this type of stuff, like even like pointing out the freaking air conditioning to me. Because I have never seen a, a, a package air conditioning unit in my whole life in in uh, in Virginia, so um, so you know pointing out different things like that to me, hot water heaters, all these things like I didn't uh, you don't know much if you haven't worked on on homes or lived in Arizona and and how they're differently built, it's it's really hard to know the product. Yeah, hooking up with with experienced agents that. You know they have inspections, and you can you can go to their inspections, and the inspectors are teaching you about the prop property and the product yeah. itself. It's it's the if best. You can shadow learning. an agent, yeah, exactly. on an inspection. That's huge. If they have a development background, um, these are all all huge huge ingredients. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, if you don't, and there's so many. It's so funny that I see so many agents out there that. They don't know anything about oh, the house, don't. and here they are selling it. And it's like, whoa, yeah, I get it. You understand the contract and maybe the, the legal dance, but when it comes to this house, you don't know anything. You, you don't, don't know what to look at, and that's where you really create strong relationships. When, you're, when your clients know that you're protecting them from a legal aspect, how to navigate negotiations and contracts and protecting the terms and, and time frames, but also – have an eye for, hey, you know what? There's a sign of a leak here. We're going to want to like probably explore that. Or you know what? The end of the roof, some of the felt looked like it was crumbling. It's probably going to need a new roof. Or mm-hmm. things that are these indicators that you're only going to learn from really kind of submersing yourself in real estate. Yeah. And, and, and to get and a couple of transactions. They don't, they don't really talk like to that. you about that. Yeah. Um, and I know Alex mentioned rentals a few times. And what what he means by that is, when, you be, when you're a real estate agent, you can represent buyers and sellers, and you can also r- represent uh, landlords and tenants. And, you know, landlords landlords are a little bit more difficult, depends what type of market, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of tenants. There's a lot of people that are always looking to rent. And 
representing renters is is a, a great way to sharpen your teeth. And it's not like I'm putting down renters at all, but there's a lot of people that, that are renting that are not prepared. They're not prepared financially. They're not prepared emotionally. They use sometimes have a lot of shit going on in their life. Um, so you're dealing with a lot of disorganization and you're really learning how to speak to someone to to help them find what they need within themselves to get the results that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really good practice because yeah. that's what you're doing with your, your buyers and your sellers, ultimately helping them figure out what's going on that's preventing them from doing what they need to do or, or, or really saying, this is what I want. This is what I love. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as selling real estate. You can't go sell someone a house like a car or something like that doesn't work that way if you try to steamroll like this is the right house for you this is perfect led lights <laughs> usb outlets you're gonna put buy an it. Offer Let's buy it. it put an offer on it buy it buy it buy it yeah. these people might get excited but i'll tell you what in 48 hours when the emotions calm they're gonna be like what are we doing and then they're gonna be like this asshole pushed me into buying this i don't want to work with them anymore never you push can never do that it's ultimately like let's figure out what your goals and needs are and really helping them almost from a psychological standpoint of of really figuring out what some of their hurdles are what's preventing them or what's what are the things that they really want and they might not be able to vocalize Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it's a husband and wife and maybe two people are on a different page you're dealing with that stuff all the time and with tenants um, it's a great way doesn't pay a lot you're getting a very very small commission Um, but it really allows you to jump in as a realtor and say okay I'm going to learn in the trenches. The other beautiful thing is, is if you're dealing with tenants, which we all know is, Hey, you end up meeting this person and they respect you because they're like, you really helped me here. And guess what? I'm going to be buying in the next few years. I might have some credit issues. So here you are while you're sharpening your skills, while you're helping people, helping yourself, you're also planting seeds for future buyers, future mm-hmm. sellers. Yep. Um, and you know, it doesn't sound glamorous, but newsflash, Real estate isn't glamorous. You know, you watch these you watch these HGTV shows where everyone's just like running around in their high heels looking at beautiful homes with cheese on the stick. Yeah, that's scripted, no. guys. Yeah, it's scripted. It's fake. Um, you know, there's a lot of very humbling tasks that you have to do as a realtor to be successful and represent your clients. A lot of uncomfortable situations that are far from flashy and pretty and TV-worthy. Um, there are things that you sometimes need to do to help your clients that you would never in a million, <laughs> sometimes cleaning toilets or doing something that <laughs> is helping them out because the photographer's <laughs> just showing up and they got a sick child or you're just doing everything you can to help your clients out to get to, yeah. to that end game, to that success. And, uh, you know, that's, that's never highlighted. Um, uh, but it's, it's very much there. Oh yeah. It's a lot of emotion, man. A lot of emotion. And, uh, so I think that's 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 a that's a big a big thing is just make sure at the end of the day you're prepared. Um, I think this is probably a, a good a place to end it. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do some more about the journey of real estate, the mindset of real estate. Alex is is a lovely man, and I love uh, love sharing this time and and, and, and sharing our knowledge great, and, and, and coming together. Um, so if you are thinking of jumping into real estate part time full-time as a career you're even just maybe thinking of sticking your toe in to find out first like we said start with asking questions so you're not lying to yourself 
you know, I mean, ask the difficult questions and, and use this as a resource. You can easily comment. We can start a private message with you um, and help at least give you guidance. Even if you're in a different state, we can help you find resources to, uh, to align yourself with so you're not trudging through this, you mm -hmm. know, unfamiliar land trying to forge your own path when there's literally someone right over your shoulder that has a flashlight and can tell you exactly <laughs> where to go. Um, so please reach out. We really appreciate it. Make sure you like, um, comment, share, subscribe, uh, whatever platform you're watching this on. We do very much appreciate it. And until next time, bye, guys. Thank you, guys. Matt's Market Mindset Madness.